do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you. Shouldn't really swear straight off the bat, should I? Hello. And welcome. Am I going to say podcast? Welcome to another podcast, is it? Is that what it is? I don't know. Come on, lighting. Sorry. <laughs> He's back. He's back. He's back, fidgeting his life away. But I'm not in. I'm not in a fidgety space really. I'm doing well, but this light is vibed me out. Sorry. Are we going to start this all over again? Not on your Nellington, we're not. Because we're in. Hello. Oh, hello. This probably won't be going out into the um, the ears of the wild. This is probably just for you guys on Patreon. If it's not, then hello to everyone in the wild. But as it is, if you're watching, there's a wave. If you're just listening, hello. How are you doing? It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. I ain't done one. I ain't done one this year. I've got my brew. Good stuff. And I've fed me Robin. We're back. I've been all over the place. <laughs> Physically, geographically, and mentally, all over the shant. And it's good to be back. Not only is it good to be back in Yorkshire, it's good to be back in my own brain. Being very, I'm more, I'm present again. I'm driven. I've, in, I'm positive. I'm back. And it feels good because I had a wobble and um, I don't know if anyone watched. I did a video just on like a bit, I touched on it a little bit, but um, it yeah, I just got ill last year, man. I was just going from like one flu to the next, jumping from flu to flu. That got me down. I have a few things going on in my personal life. That's just quite upsetting. Me odd nan's on her way out, which is quite sad. Things like that. Um, just ended up getting on top of me things. Uh, and then Ed crumbled. And then when Ed crumbles, that's it. It's hard to get back out of it, isn't it? And like I've said on a video, so sorry if I'm repeating myself, but my brain goes from manic maniac to just the Carol Voiderman just absolutely now to it just like that done in and a lot I think a bit of it as well is the sea like I had such a lovely summer and then winter just came and it's hard for me to get out and do the things that I love to do because all my hobbies like spear fishing hiking camping outdoors stuff foraging or everything's better in spring and summer in winter it's a tough gig it's very tough man and so i get hit by it quite hard and it and then it's a self it's what it's like that it's a big like someone's put plug out and i'm like Wee. and then all the habits aren't good i'm not working out i'm not eating right i'm not not drinking you know i mean i've the odd roly will come into my life it's uh and then you just feel like a bag of wank, don't you? You just feel like shit. And then you treat yourself like shit because you feel like shit. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're not happy with who's looking back. And I'm like, this ain't good, man. 
there's no positive affirmations. It's more like you're looking at yourself being like, ah, disappointed. Like, why did I drink? And why did I smoke? Why have I not done what I'm supposed to be doing? Beating myself up. It's a vicious circle anyway. A vicious cycle. And to get out of it, how do you get out of it? That would be, that's the that's the kicker in it. That's what me, that's what I'm researching. That's what I'm trying to always do is find a way, not just to get out of it, but to maintain yourself once out. I think that's what the key is. And like I've said before, it's for me, it's just bite-sized pieces every day. And to begin with, so I know it looks different for everybody, like depression or anxiety or mental health issues. It all looks, it's all tailor-made for yourself and it's all very different for everyone. Um, so people might respond differently to different treatments or ways of trying to get out of it. But for me, it's doing a little thing every day. So if I'm in the belly of the beast, say I'm like as bad as I can be, I'm like, I'm glued to the sofa like that. I just want the world to end. Everything's bad. Can't hack it. Whatever. Intrusive thoughts. Nightmare. How do I get out of that? So, it's to start with, it is doing, literally just doing one or two things every day for yourself. You have to be selfish. You've got to be selfish because you can't you can't run this you can't run yourself on empty so you have to be selfish and just do one thing and it could be something real simple real simple like just look at mirror and tell yourself that you're okay go for a little walk around block do you know what I mean go out for a coffee go out for a t- cup of tea phone a mate just just one little thing so that at the end of that day you take stock of everything. So when I go to bed, I take stock of everything and we say, right, you sort of, what in one hand, what's bad, what's, and then in the other hand, what's good. And we focus in on what's good. So you've done that little thing and you focus solely on that, right, I cooked my partner a nice meal or I replied to that email that I've been putting off for ages. Bosh, we focus on that. Don't look at the negatives, we focus on that. The next day, we do our morning routine, we ground our feet, we drink plenty of water in the morning, we text someone that we love to tell them something good about themselves, we water our plants or we feed our dog, we do something selfless, we shake our bodies around just to get the blood flowing and then we do another good thing that day and then on the night we, th- we think about it, we look at it, reflect on it and it's a long process mate but for me, that's how it works. And then it just becomes more and more than I find that this morning routine is bleeding into the afternoon. Then I'm back on my fasting. I'm working out again, doing the odd press up, sit up, pull up, whatever. I'm replying to emails quicker because when I'm down in the dumps, I can just shun emails off text messages. I don't get back to anyone. It's hard enough as it is, but when you, when you're in dumps, it's almost, it's nigh on impossible. And I find me replying to emails quicker, replying to people quicker, reaching out to people, and you can tell. And you sort of build up this inertia, build up this, I've said before, like just like putting the little bits of your armor back on yourself. And then once you're out, I've been out for a while now. It's about maintaining it. It's about staying out and know, knowing what puts you under. What puts you under? Is it booze? 
Well, you're going to have to cut down on booze, I'm afraid, mate. Is it meaningless sex and relationships? Well, you're going to have to get yourself off Tinder, mate. Whatever it is, there'll be summer that spirals you or that just sets you off. Is it hanging out with the wrong people, the wrong crowds, looking for validation in the wrong places? Then you're going to have to get your secateurs out, mate, and cut some branches off. You're going to have to, you have to deadhead the roses because, you know, a rose bush grows more beautiful once you cut the deadheads off. <laughs> hey, I've gone straight in here, Anna. How long have we done? Eight minutes and I've just, I'm going all in, doing little quotes and we're going in on it because it's how I feel. I didn't plan on doing it, if I'm honest. I've got other things written down here. I was going to talk about my holiday and uh, what I've been up to, but. It has to be touched on, doesn't it? It has to be touched on. And so, yeah, you you note your trigger warnings and the things that send you off into these maddens. Obviously, external factors can't be helped. You know, if someone in your family passes or your missus dumps you or, you know, your tortoise pukes on your new Fred Perry's, whatever it is, might be some external and that's going to maybe put you in a bit of the living, cost of living crisis. There's things that you can't control that are out of your control. But if you have everything else in order, you'll be better equipped to deal with these things. And it's all perspective. And this is something I'm trying out at the moment, which started as a bit of a joke. And now it's become, I think I'll believe it. Or I think I believe it. It is. So there's positive affirmation. I'm going for full-on bewilderment. Full-on bewilderment. And it's like... It's happened in films that I've seen where something so bad's happened that someone's painted another narrative in their head to make it all magical. I think Big Fish, the film Big Fish with Ewan McGregor, is a bit like that. So if you're <laughs> struggling, right? If you're struggling, you're thinking, oh, I'm, a f- I'm a shit house. Um, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not a good person. I'm not funny. I'm not intelligent. I'm not anything that I'll get real down yourself. Don't. Because here's the trick. Convince yourself or just tell yourself that I ain't true, even if it is. You could be like, actually, I'm sound as fuck. (laughs) I'm actually sound. And guess what? No one can tell you otherwise. No one can tell you otherwise. If you believe something yourself... That's it. You're done. The narrative's there, isn't it? You've you've convinced yourself. Convince yourself that you're worthwhile. No one can convince you otherwise. They can't get in your brain. If I want to genuinely believe that this... I'm holding up a red pen for people that are just listening. If I want to believe that this red pen is an aardvark's dick, I can. And no, no one can stop me doing it. They can, they can say, well, you're mad. It isn't one. It's obviously in one. And I'll be like, well, is it? Is Are you right though? Because all I'm seeing is an aardvark's dick. And I'm off on my merry way to go about my business. Goodbye. And they're like, well, you can, there's no point in them trying to convince me that it isn't. Because I've already convinced myself that it is. And I'm now ignoring it. And I'm off to the next. And you can do it with your own mental health, I've found. You can just convince yourself that you're all right. Because... Your negative thoughts will be um, are intrusive, but then this—it's not even a positive thought. It's more like a just a a blatant pff, don't give a shit. 
Like, just waltzes in and says, nope, it's like this now. Goodbye. <laughs> and it works for me. Look, don't do as I do as I do as I. Don't, you know, you can pick all the bones out of this absolute car crash. This is like, an if this... Uh, if the, all these ideas was an, like an animal, it's been hit by a train, you can just go and pick all the little bits and pieces out of it. Some of it you might want to discard. Some of it's good for pot, for brain pot. Take it home, cook it up, ingest it. Um, but yeah, that's it, man. Then so I'm back out the other side now. I'm feeling really good. Been doing some long distance hikings. I'm back on my podcasts. I'm, uh, I'm back doing a bit and enjoying it. Because it is still winter and it is still dark on an evening. So I'm having to just still navigate that and knowing that time passes. I wonder if with my new bewilderment therapy, I can just be like, actually, it's daytime now, Paul. It's not even nighttime. And everyone's like, "Is it's nine o'clock at night. It's pitch black. I'm like, no, guys, it's sunny. Pass me the fact of 15. I'm going out into the garden for a water fight. <laughs> uh, I'm realising there's holes in this uh, in this idea of mine because you don't want to get locked up and you don't want your family and friends to think you're insane. So use these new powers that I'm giving you uh, wisely. Mainly don't tell anyone that you're doing it because it's a bit weird. Because you could be like, actually, it's always sunny. It's always sunny in here. And then off you go. It's always sunny. There's nothing you can tell me. I'm going to write a book, I think. The Bewilderment Project. <laughs> how, to, how to convince your brain that everything's fine. It's actually good. And I was telling Fern about it the other day, and I was saying that the front cover of the book would just be me just like dressed in just royal regalia, maybe have a like a shiny crown on and all nice things, but then all around me, just everything's burning down. Everything's decaying, burning, <laughs> falling to pieces. There's steam coming out of this thing, the spring's flying out of this, and I'm just going to that in the middle of the, in the, middle of the page going, it's all okay, because I'm the king of the castle. <laughs> the bewilderment project. The Be Will You Behave Yourself Project. Anywho, I uh, don't quite know where I was going with that, but it's good, isn't it? I like it. I like it. Whew, I'm not spoke to you all year, man. Uh, have I? Not all year. I've been to, well, as you know, if, if you listen to the podcasts and you watch the YouTube videos and stuff, you'll know I'll have been to Tenerife. Tenerife. Me and Fern went to Tenerife for some hiking and some sunshine, which was well needed. It was really good, but once I got back, it hit me hard. I think that was it. You've been out in the sun, then I was back up north and... Yes! Off off, off Instagram, off all socials for a while, just, um, just doing little bits, healing. Still going wild swimming, still doing a bit of here and there just to try, sort of get me shit together but not being on internet and unfortunately not making any content for you guys was part of the recovery because you can't bleed yourself dry you can only thin you know you can only dilute your ribena so much before it just doesn't taste like ribena anymore and i was 
low on Ribena. <laughs> Sharp vein. So we're here. We're, we're, it's not going to be a long one. It was just pretty much a catch up. I do have this new thing now. For those that are just listening, it's a lead that's gone into my phone, right? I bought it so that I can put this and hopefully plug this in to my Zoom recorder here, phone people, and then they come through on the Zoom recorder as their own channel. And I can chat to them. Or will it pick up? Should we see? Should we phone someone? Phone Joey D. Should we phone someone? Who can we test it on my dad? I phone my dad. We're going in. Shall we? Come on. Come on. Line out connected. It just says line out connected. Do I need to do it on the internet? Right. Phone it, old man. Just see what happens. <laughs> it's ringing. Hello and good morning to you too. Can you... Dad, I'm just doing a bit of an experiment. Can you just speak? Oh, fuck. Hold on, Dad. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah, but... I just wanted to test something. I needed you on the phone. I'm on the phone now. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Because uh, I've got this thing. I bought this thing to do me... Um, for my podcasts, where I plug it into my phone and then into my machine so that I don't have to have people here, I don't have to do Zoom, I can just sort of chat to people on the phone and it goes straight into the machine. But I didn't want to phone anyone good and have it wasted, so I thought I'd just phone you just to test it out. So this is just an insult again to me. <laughs> yeah, this is just... <laughs> Yeah, I mean to be fair, the speaking clock could have done a good, like could have, could have done it. <laughs> You'd have had more people listening to you than, than me. I know, yeah. Um, well, this is all I really needed, to be honest. It's just to check it, um, just to check whether it's come through this machine, and I won't know until I edit it all in. But I'm in the middle of doing a podcast at the moment, just a solo one. Right. Right. So you're on it. So what you're what you trying to say, the second thing is you want me to take part in your podcast. Yeah. And tell you what it was like in the 50s. Oh, what was it like in the 50s, do you think? I don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember too much booze. <laughs> too much booze in the 70s. There you go. There you go. All right, mate. Well, I'll give you a ring in a bit. I'm just going to finish up with this podcast and then I'll give you a I ring. That, mate. And any time you're ready, you want a nutter, just yeah. feel free. You know where I am. Yeah. Okay. All, right. All right, mate. See you later. Bye. Take care, bye. There it is. The old man. <laughs> I wonder if that's gone through machine. If it has, and it sounds good, then that's, we're in. <laughs> Sorry just to get, experiment with stuff where, where, while you're here, guys, but it's the dojo, isn't it? We're in the dojo and we're experimenting with things. Now, there was no... Well, we'll see. I'm not going to go on about it, but there's my old man. Anyway, should we get, should we get my old man on podcast for a full episode? Um, I think he'd be up for it. And he has, a, he has his own little bar in his garden, which is uh, quite nice. So maybe me and him could set some up in bar um, and bring a little podcast. And he can talk about the olden times. And he can talk about what I was like as a angelic youth 
That'd be good, won't it? Um, we can phone Joey D, we can phone Matt Morgan, we can even maybe phone Fern. We could phone a few different people. If it works and I get it to work, this is how we're doing it in the future. We're going to get guests on and just get phone rigged up and come through come through this. So we can still have my setup like this, but they don't have to... They don't have to come and sit next to me in my, and I call it a studio, in my studio. They can just be on blower, which is good, which is good news. And speaking of good news, should we have a little bit of positive news? Should I get a jingle for positive news? I think when this podcast finally finds its feet and we start having good guests and we start doing positive news with our guests, I think we'll have a jingle, won't we? We'll get a bit of a jingle on the go. Right. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. Yeah, so back from Tenerife. Had a bit of a meltdown until February. Thanks for sticking with me. This is just going out to you on Patreon. I absolutely fucking love every single one of you. Yeah, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Um, so yeah, got back, just making little videos here and there, and then getting off on a big hike around the Lake District, multi-day hike, was emotional, it was really good, and I've said it on Instagram, but, like, the real, the, the real win wasn't getting, it's not getting to the finish line, the real win is getting to the start line, like, people don't see how much effort goes into it, it's like when I did the Iron Man, and have I mentioned I've done an Iron Man before? Yeah, every single day. Uh, when I did the Iron Man, yes, he's done an Iron Man. I trained for maybe a year, but I sacrificed so much. Now, sometimes I would get up at four o'clock in the morning, and frigging battery went, mate. Battery went. Sorry. Yeah, I trained maybe two disciplines a day. Diet. Just dedication, mate. Dedication in, into into it all. And then so when you get to that start line, people just see you turning up, but there's a whole year of work getting to there. Um, and I didn't really know it there. It was just recently that, that that lesson has been taught to me big time. And it was when I set off on the tour of the Lake District was when I was like, just getting to it, getting to that point where I could set off was amazing. So yeah, a bit more motivation for you. You just have to get to the start line. It's not as easy as you think, especially if you're going through through it or you've been through it. But if you turn up willing to get to the finish line, you've already won in my eyes. And I am a walking cliche. <sighs> Sorry, but it's true. I'm a cliche. But we're going to do more stuff like this because, and I know there's a lot of gurus on Tinternet telling you to go in an ice bath and do eat meat, don't eat meat, put put these crystals up your pisser, just whatever, just mad shit anyway. Um, but I thought for the people that follow me, you know what, you, and if you follow me for a while, you'll know that You'll know where it's coming from, don't you? You know I'm not just here to just... I'm not selling you a program or anything. I am just genuinely want to help you as I help myself. And I've been a guinea pig in this sort of thing for many, many years, just like always floating in and out of self-help and 
trying to get me noggin right, <laughs> you know. And I'm having some some fascinating results, and I just wanted to maybe share them with you. And then hopefully, well, I know the help of the people because I've had countless people reach out to me saying that my last video when I talked about it helped. And so it's amazing. I don't want to get caught in an echo chamber and become that guy who's just constantly telling you to go and dunk your tits in cold water or whatever because there's plenty of them out there. But if I can just jump on every now and again and just keep it real with you and tell you what I've learned through my experiences and what works for me, and then if that helps you, then happy days because it helps me talk about it because um, it's sort of, it's kind of holding myself accountable and again, it's affirmations in it as I'm, as I'm just breathing life into it by talking about it. I'm talking about when I'm weak and I can't fucking hack it. <laughs> there you go. It's two, innit? We're, we're everything. You don't always have to be like a strong, like dominant fucking force of nature. Sometimes you're just a little fragile fragile bird egg, aren't you? Um, as long as the fragile bird egg is the smaller percentage and then for the majority of the time you're like, you've got, you've got your shit together. But being comfortable sat in both. Anyway... I'm a waffle chops. Let's listen to some positive news. Here, look at this old guy. <laughs> I've sp I've spent years studying happiness. There you go. Look, this is why Positive News website and it's positive.news website is so good. First article I come across, I've spent years studying happiness. Here's what actually makes for a happier life. Years of academic research on the subject left Christopher Boyce unsure how to be happy himself. A bike ride to Bhutan changed that. Now it's a brew. It's a it's an article though, in it. Do I really want to go into an article? It's one thing to know, and also I can't fucking read. We all know I can't fucking read, so this could be a stumbly, bumbly mess. I might be going down a cul-de-sac of broken dreams. Get on the back of me tricycle. You're coming with me. It's one thing to know what makes people happy, but quite another to live a happy life oneself. I didn't get a true sense of happiness until I quit my until I quit my decade-long career as a happiness academic. What? You had a career as a happiness academic and you didn't even know what true happiness was, mate. What the frig? Packed all I'd need for many months onto a bicycle and began meandering my way around the world to Bhutan. For those unfamiliar with Bhutan, it's a small Himalayan kingdom famed for basing all its national policy decisions on happiness. All right, and there's a picture of some dude who looks, he does look pretty happy to be fair. Quite the destination, quite the journey. And I would learn more about happiness than I did as an academic. That's not to dismiss knowledge acquired through books and letters. But there's a lot to be said for actually getting direct experience in life. Below are some of the things I learned along the way. Are you guys here for this? Find out this gadget's, um what he learned in this happiness commune or whatever it is. Kingdom. <laughs> I'd hate to be in the happiness kingdom. TBH. I'll dip in and out of it. I could go there now, but 
couple of weeks ago, if you took me to Happiness Kingdom, I'd be like, oh, fuck, leave me alone, please. Just put some sad music on, close my door, turn the light off. Number one, for sustained happiness, go deep. When people talk about happiness, some dismiss it as a viable social goal because happiness policy can be misconstrued as being about people smiling and laughing all the time. Yet, pleasant as smiling and laughing are, doing them all the time is neither realistic nor desirable. Difficult emotions are a natural part of life. These days, I love a cry. It's an important release. And anxiety, which I'm prone to, is something I'll be open and curious about rather than hide from. All right, mate. The kind of happiness I value is deeper, grounded in connection, purpose and hope. Yet has room for sadness and, and anxiety. Uh, yet has room for sadness and anxiety too. Indeed, it's a kind of happiness that a country like Bhutan aspires to, and I think more countries and people should too. I get it, mate. I get it. You're sitting in your feelings. Don't just if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling a bit sad or overwhelmed. Don't just be like, oh no, I need to be laughing and happy. Just sit in it. And find comfort in it and lessons to be taught. Number two, have goals but prepare to let them go. Goals can be helpful. They give direction to our day-to-day lives. But it's easy to get wrapped up in attaining an outcome. Believing our happiness depends on it. Rather than being in what psychologists call flow, an immersive in-the-moment state of being, we might doggedly push towards a goal even though achieving our goal won't always bring us happiness. When I was cycling to Bhutan, I let go of the idea of reaching Bhutan many times. And through doing so, I ensured my journey remained purposeful and enjoyable. And when I did arrive, beautiful as Bhutan was, exhaustion and homesickness dominated. If we're not happy along the way, then we ought to question whether it's worth going at all. He's got a point, hasn't he? He's got a point. Now, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to equate that to doing the Cape Raft Trail. Yes, I've done the Cape Raft Trail, guys, whatever. If, yes, the Cape Raft Trail is very difficult, it's leg pumping, it's arduous. There was times I thought I might not be able to do it, but along that that route was some of the most spectacular scenery and mini goals and achievements that I've ever had in my life. And all that builds up to the finish line. If it was just arduous, wet feet, cold, took it out of me all the way to the finish line for two two weeks, then what is the point? He's right, you're just going to knacker yourself up, aren't you? It's about the journey, man. Three, don't be misled by stories. There are many stories about what happiness life there are many stories about what happy life entails but they're not always backed up by reliable evidence an example would be that when i achieve this i will be happy story described above another popular story that money buys happiness i spent much of my research career examining this and traveling humbly for 18 months What is clear is that having more money beyond the point of meeting basic needs is inconsequential. When compared with having good quality relationships, 
looking after our mental and physical health and living meaningfully in line with our beliefs and values. Yet sadly, these things often get sacrificed in pursuit of more. These stories persist because they support an economic system that is designed to increase GDP rather than improve the well-being of people and the planet. It's got a good point. It's the narrative that's, it's that consumer capitalist narrative that's put on us that we're not going to be happy unless we attain these often ungraspable things that you see in music videos or on social media. These guys look happy because they're on a yacht. This E looks happy because he's got a nice car and a nice watch. They look happy because they're in a loving relationship. Blah, 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 blah. Don't buy into it, mate, he's saying, isn't he? And he's right. It's something that I believe in as well. Again, paint your own narrative. But I am on a yacht with a beautiful supermodel covered in Rolex watches, drinking champagne out of a giant welly. Who can tell you you're not, kiddo? Um, Four, allow others to give. Warm and loving relationships are essential for living a happy life. Yet that doesn't mean these are easy to come by. As an academic, I saw how important relationships were for happiness and the data. But like many, I had a difficult time realising them in my own life. We're not taught that way and often think people will only love us when we meet certain criteria, rather than unconditionally for who we are. What shocked me most on my cycle journey was people's kindness and generosity. People would invite me into their lives, offering me food and a place to stay even when they earned little. When I set off, I was either suspicious of this generosity or racing too quickly onwards to consider stopping. But with time, I learned to let people in and this led to a deeper connection and more happiness. Yeah, dude, we can't do it all ourselves. I've done it myself. Blocked people out, blocked things out to try and cope with stuff on my own. When I was ill, I was ill, quite ill in my early 20s and um, I didn't let anybody come and visit me in hospital because I thought that's what you had to do. Don't let people, you know, you deal with it, stiff up a lip, soldier on, rotten. It's not the way, mate. It just causes trauma to the people that love you and to yourself as well. If you're not doing it and you're not getting the help that you need, it just comes back to bite you and you end up losing your noggin in the future. So don't be too proud to accept help and do let others in because, you know, Connection and love is the key, bad. There's not too many. There's only six of these, and here's number five. And I hope you're bearing with me. And I quite like this little section we're doing now off out of nowhere. It's quite good, isn't it? Five. You can get through a crisis. I wouldn't have been able to reach Bhutan on a bicycle without facing a crisis or two. We will all face a crisis at some point. We might lick our wounds and get back in the saddle. But to find our way through a crisis psychologically we need support from others we also need to give ourselves time to make sense of what has happened and to ensure we move forward purposefully these are all essential for resilience and what helped me on my journey yeah sit in it take time learn from it it's lessons in it you can't just stick a plaster of it and jog on because you'll never really heal it. You need to sit with it, learn lessons from it, and everything is there to teach you to become better. Number six, you can't beat the million-star hotel. 
Nothing beats lying under the stars after a full day's cycle through the mountains. Preach, brother. Humans are of nature, yet we spend so much of our time indoors in built-up, often contrived social spaces that, do not, that don't meet the fundamental needs. Nature is essential for our well-being, not just to feel calm and peaceful in the moment, but to sustain human life for generations to come. Wonderful, and I you don't need to know. I, I, I get it, I get it, mate. mate. You're preaching to the, the choir here, mate, or whatever they say, preaching to the zzzz. I get it, the million star hotel, nature, mate, never lies to you, it's always honest, it's brutal, it can be beautiful, it's brutal, but you need it. And unfortunately, when nogging goes, it's you cocoon yourself in your house and around like digital devices and things like that, like it's laptop and whatever but getting out into nature soothing yourself being away from your screens going in cold water just looking at the stars touching your feet on the bare earth all these things wonderful for for the noggin and wonderful for your well-being um <laughs> that's it positive news enjoyed it right all right, it hasn't been too long, this one, has it? But I just wanted to jump on and say hello to everyone. Uh, what have I got coming what, what have you got coming up? Good question. I've got a few things coming up. I'm, uh, I'm going on another hike shortly. I'm off to do with Fern, Honester Slate Mine. This will be good, mate. Because do you know what it is? Maybe... I don't know how long ago was it? Maybe four years ago, I went to France. My mate runs a outdoor pursuit centre in France, and me and Joey D went over there. We canoed the Ardèche, and then we went to do a Via Ferrata the next day. I'd been drinking though. We'd all been drinking a lot, and I had the beer fear, and I just Ed went. I'm not great with heights anyway, unless I'm jumping off them. I'm I'm not good with heights. If I can see like rocks are out at bottom, I yeah. especially if I've had a drink and my head, my fucking head just collapses in on itself. So I tried to do it and I and I shat it. I had to come back down, and then I tried to do it again. I shat it again. I, I shat it thrice, three times. I tried to get up there and I I shat it each time. And there's footage of Joey D and Ian filming me on GoPro from top, calling me all sorts. Um, so I just had to throw my cylinder at the bus and be like, yep, shat it, rinse me in the comment section, I can handle it, it is what it is, and I've, since then, I've always thought, right, I want to get this one back, I really want to get it back, well, I've booked to go to Honister Slate Mine in the Lake District, which is, is a huge Via Ferrata, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to film it for you guys, I'm going to film myself cacking it. Oh, so I'll get a GoPro noggin and maybe give Fern a GoPro and I'll just... <laughs> if you want to see me, am I going to conquer my fears or am I going to crumble again? I think I'm going to conquer my fears. The way I feel at the moment, I feel like I'll conquer them, but we'll see. Stay tuned for that. Uh, then me and Fern have got a 200-mile or summer. It's a big hike anyway. Me and Fern are going to go on a big hike in summer. I've got some stuff in Cornwall coming up for uh, for spear fishing. I'm just looking forward to summer, man. I bet we all are, aren't we? 
so we can get out there and do a bit. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it, man. But yeah, I'm not not biting off more than I can chew. I'm not over-promising and under-delivering. I'm just taking it easy, looking after myself first. And if I feel good, then I feel creative. And then if I feel creative, I'll make things and film things. And that's that's how it'll be. But thanks as always for sticking with me and thanks for listening. I'll send you now, but love. Take care. Namaste hydrated. Goodbye.